Hey podcast, just before we get you to this episode, I wanted to invite you to join us at pageantlaunch.com. We are starting the world's first dedicated pageant review site and we want you to join our launch team. All you need to do is put in your email address. It's completely free. We are looking to make the pageant industry safe, transparent, and fair, and we'd love your input on how to do that. So head over to pageantlaunch.com, whack in your email address, and let's get you to this episode. Hi, I'm Ella Rose Denton, and I'm a state finalist in the 2020 Miss World Australia competition. And today I'm doing my interview with the pageant project. G'day guys, it's Adrian from The Pageant Project with you, and I'm here with another Australian, uh, Ella Rose Denton, who's a Miss World Australia 2020 state finalist. Ella, welcome to the show. How are you? Hello, thank you for having me. I'm well, thank you. It's a pleasure. Now, I um, should start this off by saying at the moment, if you're watching from overseas and you don't know, um, Ella lives in Victoria, which is a state um, south of New South Wales and they've just uh, entered a pretty severe lockdown, including an 8 p.m. curfew. And that's just happened in the last 24 hours or so. So Ella, I guess, how is it at the moment living in Victoria with with these sort of unprecedented restrictions on us? Are you coping? Well, I'm personally coping. Um, I've had my job throughout all of this, so I'm super lucky. However, yeah, I can imagine some people are super tense about the whole situation. Um, you know, there's so much uncertainty. Even I think later today, we're expected to hear from the Premier, Dan Andrews, um, on more restrictions regarding workplaces, etc. So, yeah, it's very uh, unknown at the moment. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, have you done your panic buying? I, I, I saw that Victorians <laughs> have done the panic buying again and the supermarkets have said, you know, two, a limit of two on toilet paper, on, on pasta yeah. and even on, even on chocolate milk, like, like a Cadbury, <laughs> like chocolate. So have you got all your buying in? Have you, are you all sorted with that? Um, I did a normal food shop last week, but I didn't go to the extent of panic buying because all the supermarkets stay open. There's literally no yeah. need to. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that, that, that's the right answer. There's absolutely no need to. Um, but obviously it's a, it's a very different time and it's a pretty scary time for a lot of people. So, Ella, you mentioned your job and that you managed to keep it, which is amazing to hear because a lot of people, unfortunately, obviously have lost their job. And for you guys yeah. who've tuned in, I can see a bunch of you watching. So if you have any comments of support uh, for Ella, whack them in the comments and I'll pass them on to her. She can see them. Um, if you have any questions as well, make sure to put those in because we always get lots of supportive comments and people forget to write questions. So if you have any actual questions, put them in. Um, but Ella, why don't you fill us in with what you do for your day job when you're not doing the um, the glamorous job of being a pageant queen? <laughs> so I work as an instrument chemist in a company that does environmental testing. So I've done that for about a year and a half now. Um, before that, I studied a Bachelor of Biological Science. So yeah, my work is in a lab, very hands-on um, yeah, full time. So it definitely keeps me busy. It's super interesting. Hmm. 
I think you might have to define it a little bit, a little bit more for me. So, what an instrument chemist? What is that? I know what a chemist is, and I know what an instrument is, but I don't know what so, an instrument chemist is. <laughs> we have these specialized uh, machines, I guess, that um, analyze what uh, present uh, chemicals, for example, are in like soil and water samples. That's what we do predominantly. Oh, wow. Yeah, so um, my job is to look after those instruments that are running the samples and to also analyse the samples and report that to the uh, next level up. Is that looking for things like heavy metal toxicity and and things like analysing how fertile like farm soil is or am I completely off base here? No, no, you're on track, you're on track. Um, The section that I work in, because it's a huge organisation down here in Melbourne, um, we don't deal with the heavy metal side of things. We deal, or my section um, deals with other components, but yeah, you're on the right track. (laughs) Okay, all right. How did you get... um into that field because that's a very unusual one i don't think i've ever interviewed anyone i've interviewed people who've been in the sciences but not specifically a chemist so how did you get involved with that um so obviously i finished my studies in biological science so sort of a different field um Hmm. and then yeah just after i concluded my university degree i i knew i wanted to work in something that benefited the environment Um, i've always been passionate about that and yeah, just got applying to jobs and was lucky enough to secure myself a job uh, at my work. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's amazing. That's a first. Okay, so we've got some comments. Amber, who I believe is your sister, right? She said yes. congratulations <laughs> on all your success, Ella. Oh, uh, and <laughs> this is uh, Danielle Allura, um, who's over. She's a Miss Earth finalist over in America, in Pennsylvania, obviously. And mm-hmm. um, speaking of environmental sciences, she's asked, what pageant prep have you busied yourself with lately? So I've just been trying to um, stick to what I have been doing, um, you know, practising question and answer. Uh, also trying to keep up with the charity work we do um, in Miss World. That's through Variety, the children's charity we raise money for. So I've been doing a lot of that and then, you know, just trying to, you know, scheduling a workout a few times a week, um, just try and keep myself in the best shape possible, both um, physically and mentally, especially at this time. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, but it's not like I have a whole bunch of extra free time on my hands, unfortunately. Well, fortunately, but um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> has it been different? I mean, how has it been different for you? Because obviously this is not your first time through Miss World or through a pageant, but it is a first time for all of us trying to prepare for one whilst Corona is here. How have you found it different preparing for the pageant, given that there's a lot of lockdowns and a lot of things that we can't do that we normally would do? Yeah, well, um, I think a big one is all the gyms are closed down here in Victoria. They have been for Mm. quite a while now. I think there was a week or two that was still open and then they got closed again. Um, so, you know, just doing a lot of, um, physical workouts from home. And then also, um, we had a question and answer answer session with the Miss World Australia organizers and, um, also Esma and Sarah. So that was online because obviously we can't do face-to-face things Mm. at the moment. So yeah, it's just a big shift to online learning with the pageant stuff, I guess. So yeah, just a lot of online stay at home, <laughs> do what you can from home. 
how have you found the shift to online? Are you pretty tech savvy or you, most pageant girls seem to be technophobes. I don't know why, (laughs) because at their age, I should be really savvy with tech, but how are you with the whole online stuff? I'm all right. Um, Luckily, I use a lot of computers at work, so I am all right. But (laughs) sometimes, you know, computer throws a curveball at me, so (laughs) just deal with that. That's what computers are there for. They they always work up until you actually need them to work and then they Mm. mysteriously stop working. Um, But that's not just yourself. That's everyone. Uh, (laughs) Now, in terms of pageants, can you bring us, uh, take us through why you got started in the first place and then also the pageants that you've competed in up to this point? Yeah, yeah, of course. So I originally entered the pageants to, I guess, um, you know, give myself a platform to make a difference. So I'm really passionate about the environment, um, making a change in the environment, and also, um, I guess, educating children to um, make a stand with that, I guess, and make a difference because Mm. I feel that, um, you know, children, they, like, have such a huge effect on the world like you know they go home they go tell their friends they go tell their family so yeah yeah, I really wanted to use the platform to be able to educate people about uh improving the world that we live in um so with pageant history in 2018 I was a state uh yeah state finalist in the Miss Universe Australia competition um Mm -hmm. that was lots of fun Um, And then the next year, 2019, I decided to switch across to Miss World Australia and I was a top 10 finalist in Victoria, which was fantastic. Um, Yeah, the Miss World Australia organisation is just really great. There's such a huge focus on the charity aspect and, you know, it's more than just a pretty face, I find. So, yeah. Absolutely. Can you just update me? I think I asked this when I interviewed Emma um, Emma Snow, who obviously you know yeah. very well, um, but yeah. I can't remember, and it may have changed. What's coming up next in terms of the pageant? And is it online? Is it in person? Obviously, with Victoria, you can't do anything probably in person now. So, what's actually the next component of the competition for you? So, for myself personally, the next component is the state finals. Um, I do know that there is still another preliminary final to be held. For Victoria, um, I think Emma mentioned it in her interview, they're doing an online preliminary final for WA. However, I'm under the impression that um, they're planning to do uh, the finals towards the end of the year or the start of next year um, and then hopefully do the national finals early next year. Yeah, that's what I've heard, but, you know, everything's changing. Yeah, that could change as well. So Mm, whatever you've heard, it could change. So probably state finals later in 2020, and hopefully it can be in person at that time. And then national finals. Yeah, no, we we don't know. And it's not just Australia. Obviously, the entire world is is sort Mm -hmm. of everything is a bit chaotic at the moment. Uh, You mentioned that you're passionate about the environment and particularly getting young people to 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 buy into it and i I think it's amazing looking at young people because they're very idealistic like they haven't had the years of sort of you know having had the experiences and going we can't make a difference like kids believe they can make a difference and they do and obviously you have people like greta thunberg who's like i think she's 14 and she's doing amazing stuff Uh, in terms of the environment is there any particular aspect that you're passionate about um, oh, it's just such a huge uh, topic issue. There's just so yeah. much. Um, I guess 
There's this movie, uh, 2040. I don't know if you've seen it. It was released a couple of years ago and it covers like a, a huge range of things. And, you know, uh, it has examples of things that you can, you can do personally and like mm. realistic goals and stuff. So I think that movie is really great in explaining, um, the broad scope of it all and, you know, what you can do personally and realistic, uh, ideas that can change the yeah. world that we live in. Um, but yeah, for me, I'm focused on like, yeah, things you can do personally, things you can do at home. Um, yeah, you know, just like reusable cups, reducing your waste, uh, composting, for example. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I also did a month long marine conservation program over in Thailand when, while I was at oh, uni. Wow. Yes, that was really awesome and that gave me huge insight into a lot of it and also uh, the health of the oceans and everything to do with that. So that was really great over there as well. Uh, Just in your your circle of friends and the people that you know, have you seen that most people are pretty aware and pretty willing to do what they can to help the environment? Because I think a lot of it is sort of generational as well. Like the people who, for example, will say that global warming doesn't exist they tend to be, from what I've seen, older people who are stuck in their ways, where it's been my impression that younger people are more more willing to see what the world for what it is and try to actually make a difference. So in your experience, have you seen people that are pretty willing to try to make changes, like you said, like using single use, um, like using the, the, what would you call it, reusable water Coffee bottles dogs. rather than, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Have you seen your people pretty willing to try to do that? Definitely, definitely. There's such a huge boost with the younger generation um, getting around that. Everyone, you know, you go out to the shops, people are using their reusable coffee cups, they're uh, they're using their drink bottles, Um, you know, people are trying to take their own bags to the supermarket, even just those small things, they add up so much. And it is definitely, yeah, the younger generation. And even now, like, online shopping you can choose sustainable packaging um there's so Mm. much online now to that you can purchase to help um yeah reduce your own waste yeah there's definitely a lot more options i was looking at um, myself you can actually buy now um if you're a company you can ship your stuff in biodegradable um plastic i think it is it's made from leaves or something and it actually it's not normal plastic and it actually is completely recyclable so there's a lot of things options that we can do now as consumers to help make a difference i mean you you've mentioned some of the things that you're passionate about what sort of practical uh things have you sort of adopted into your own life to to make a difference to the environment yeah so um you know reusing drink bottles um if i get something that's in a jar for example maybe trying to reuse that jar to fill up with something else um you know try and use things as many times as practically possible i also where possible like buying secondhand clothes um there's so many internet sites for that now um yeah so you don't need to contribute to that fast fashion as much um, you know, where possible though, there's some things you can't buy secondhand and yeah, just little things, you know, trying to take public transport or walk, you know, instead of driving like three minutes to the supermarket, just take like a 15 minute walk down to the supermarket. Um, yeah, there's just so much, like, I can't even think of everything right now, but yeah, there's just so many little things and it sort of becomes innate after a while, I find. Yeah. 
Absolutely, it come it becomes second nature, yeah, uh, and it's it's good to see everyone taking sort of individual responsibility. I think doing what yeah. we can because I mean, obviously, global warming is a huge issue, and I feel that sometimes people go, "Well, I can't make a difference because it's the big companies that are polluting," which is true. But I think the change starts with us individually and exactly. in what we can do. Uh, now you've got a familiar face here. Go, Ella. Can't wait to see you soon and get back to business <laughs> with you. I, I guess on on the subject of, of pageantry and people you meet, I mean, who who are some of the people that you've met through pageantry, who you would consider, you know, that you've made friends friends with throughout your journey? Yeah, yeah. So um, thank you, Emma, for that comment. Um, obviously, Emma, she's lovely. We've caught up for drinks after a uh, training session. That was really nice. Um, there's also another lady I met uh, in the 2019 uh, mm -hmm. preliminary finals. Um, Indy, she is so lovely. However, she has left me for sunny Byron Bay. So lucky her. <laughs> she yeah. won't be in lockdown either for being in no, Byron Bay. I'm so jealous. <laughs> but, yeah, there's just so many great girls Um that you meet in the pageants, you know, you can ask them for advice. You can, you know, go on, catch up and talk about everything. It's just really great. And then on the day, you know, it's not, it's a nice and supportive environment. Yeah. Mm. It's lovely. Well, what, what's your favorite component of the competition? Definitely evening walk, you know, getting to do that mm. nice, slow, formal walk and, you know, a beautiful gown. That is my favorite component. Yeah. Do you have any favourite designers or favourite colours or favourite gowns? Oh, there's so many stunning go. ones out there. There's so many. <laughs> yeah. like I go to the, if I go to the shop, I'm like looking around like, I want that one and that one. And yeah, it's not cheap. Pat pageantry is not cheap. So thank God you have a, you've still got your job. But do you have any like favourite fashion designers or inspirations or things like that? Yeah. So I think like a classic uh, pageant, brand sherry hill they mm -hmm. have the most stunning gowns um even before i got into pageantry i wore one for my year 12 graduation i just loved them oh, um wow. yeah but they're quite hard, hard to source down here in melbourne unless you buy online um and yeah yeah it's i find it's difficult to buy something like that online i like to go and try it on um and there's also a great boutique uh in melbourne on sydney road i think it is uh duchess boutique and i bought okay. a cocktail wear dress from them and they have the most stunning beaded luxe designs yeah yeah sherry sherry hill and all those sort of big american pageant brands uh i think they're very difficult to source in australia in general um mm. not just in in melbourne i i've always thought that melbourne is more the fashion capital of australia than sydney is um, and I say that as being someone who lives in Sydney, but my understanding <laughs> anyway, I mean, you, you tell me, isn't Melbourne considered to be slightly more fashionable than Sydney in terms of like what you can buy or is it, have I got that wrong? <laughs> I'm sure it's similar, but we've got Chadston Shopping Centre, you know, the fashion capital of Australia and it is amazing there. Um, yeah, but I'm pretty sure we've got all the same stores and everything, but yeah, people down here in Melbourne, super trendy. There's such a huge diverse range of like fashion styles down here too yeah. yeah it's quite nice you know going out into the city and seeing what everyone's wearing yeah I do I do love being in Melbourne and being down by the river I find it very very relaxing I mean Sydney obviously has a harbour but I do I do love uh, walking next to the river in Melbourne how would you describe 
Melbourneian weather to someone who hasn't <laughs> been in Melbourne because we just talked about Byron Bay now I'm thinking about the sun and I've been watching some of my UK the UK my UK friends have just been through a heat wave of like 32 degrees how would you describe Melbourneian weather it is literally four seasons in one day so I'm looking outside right now it is clear blue skies sunny but when I woke up this morning, it was cloudy, freezing. It might rain later on. Who knows? It's just like, yeah, you got to prepare for anything. Yeah. That's, that's so fun because that's what everyone says. I don't even think it's four seasons in one day. I think it's four seasons in one hour now. And I don't know if that is global warming because when I was down there with my friend from the UK, we'd had it was during January. I don't know if you can remember back to January in Melbourne. And there was a couple of days that were absolutely scorching. It was in the forties yeah. yeah, and we yeah. went for a drive on the great ocean road and it, I had the air conditioning on full blast and I still almost died. Then we went to the airport to leave. It'd been sunny the entire time. And as soon as we got out of the car, it went gray and there was a massive thunderstorm. And I literally got drenched in between the car and the place where I had to take the keys. And then after I'd done that, the sun came back out. Yes. Has that ever happened to you? Or was that just my good fortune (laughs) to get that dump as soon as I got out of the car? Um, Yeah, we do get those summer storms. And yeah, like one minute it's nice and sunny. Like you can be down at the beach, it's beautiful. And then you just start seeing like this black cloud rolling in and lightning, thunder. Yeah, we do get summer storms, but they generally clear up quite quickly, but yeah. They, they did clear up very quickly, cleared up as soon as I, uh, I went indoors, yeah. but then I was soaked for my flight back to Sydney. Do you have any idea why Melbourne is like that, just out of interest? Why does Melbourne have that weather that's just so temperamental? I'm not 100% sure. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's because we're close to the south. I don't know. Maybe. Must be. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. It's just something that, I mean, because Melbourne is famous for having the four seasons in mm-hmm. one day. I, I just think it's not one day. I think it's literally one hour. That's what I got anyway. <laughs> uh, now, Mary Denton has, well, she hasn't said anything. She's sent a bunch of hearts for you. Oh, thanks, And <laughs> Corin, I don't know how to pronounce that. Is it Corinne Peterson? Or? Peterson, yeah, yeah. Peterson has said beautiful Ella. Um, we were talking about the dresses before. Is my memory failing me or did you tell me that you actually sold one of your dresses on to Krista Heath? Was that you? Yes, that was the Blue Sherry Hill one. Right. Okay, I'm just, I'm remembering that. How how did you manage it? Because Krista's obviously up here in New South Wales. How did you manage to connect with her to sell the dress on? Uh, There's a Facebook group. Uh, I can remember off the top of my head, I think it's like, the pageant room um yeah and a lot of people sell oh, yeah, their yeah secondhand dresses on there and yeah it's really handy because there's some beautiful dresses that go up there and at a fraction of the price that they're usually worth yeah especially sherry hill ones um, yeah, I, I can yeah. imagine uh now in terms of sort of stuff that you so we've covered the um covered your career and we've covered a little bit about pageantry what do you do in your spare time to unwind if you have any, most pageant girls don't seem to have any. And if they do, they seem to fill it up with something else. Pageant girls yeah. seem to hate free time. But do you do you have any hobbies or do you do anything for relaxation? Um, well, I've got my dog, Skye. She's a husky. I enjoy taking her down to the beach because I live quite, quite close to the beach now. So, yeah, just lots of walks at the beach with my dog. Um, 
I like cooking, you know, making lots of healthy meals. Um, yeah, but it's not, I don't get a lot of free time really, unfortunately. So that's, yeah, that's I, I do try and, you know, schedule in some relaxation every now and then. <laughs> What's the life with a husky like? I love huskies. Yeah, fairy, a lot of hair everywhere. <laughs> like everywhere. Very everywhere. Are they very out? I mean, they're, they're, they're almost like wolves or wild dogs. They're, they're like, they need a lot of exercise. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Um, I think there was been a day when I didn't walk her because it was raining. It was just horrible weather. And mm. she was going crazy, just zoomies around the whole house, just running up and down the stairs, just absolutely crazy. But <laughs> she's gorgeous. She is the best thing to come home to after work. Yeah. They've got such and a how- like insane personality i feel like they're very humanized do you do you talk to your dog <laughs> yes <laughs> i just i just asked because i'm suddenly remind i did an interview with miss universe great britain and she was demonstrating how she talked to her dog and she sounded like <laughs> I'm not a crazy to demonstrate person how i talk to my dog <laughs> yeah i do talk to her and she talks back so she's very vocal which is great <laughs> do you do a silly voice or do you just talk to her normally no, I do a silly voice, you know, that high pitch. Like, <laughs> yeah. Why do we why do we all do this with our pets? We all <laughs> speak to our pets in high pitched voices, absolute nonsense, and we, we have this great conversation where it's really just us talking to ourselves. Um, how big does a husky get? Just out of interest. Well, oh, maybe oh, they're a large breed of dog. Um, yeah. Luckily skies on the smaller side. So she fits perfectly in my car on the front seat, which is fantastic. Um, but yeah, they do generally get quite large, um, maybe like above the knee, like thigh. Yeah. So then they're, they're not absolutely massive dogs, but they're on the, the larger side. Yeah, that's correct. Yes. Yeah. And so you've got to spend a lot of time, obviously taking her for walks and exercising her things like that. Yes. Yes. Playing with a, yeah. And you mentioned you like, oh, I'll bet, um, a lot of hard work, like actually having a real baby, I think. You can't leave her at home, not like a cat. A cat you can just leave at home and forget about for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not forget, but <laughs> well, I'll, move, I'll move on. Um, you mentioned cooking. Do you have any favourite dishes you like to cook? When I interviewed Emma, she was talking about all the Italian stuff and making loaves of bread. So oh. what, what's, um, what do you like to cook? Let's talk about food. <laughs> oh, you're going to make me hungry. Um I know. I, it's a, I an interview. A, we have to talk about food. <laughs> I am a sucker for like a Sunday or weekend breakfast, you know, cooking up like poached eggs, avocado, feta. Oh, it's the best. Um, wow. But I can't go past like a good bowl of spaghetti bolognese on like a warm, like on a cold winter's night, sorry. <laughs> but if everyone loves Italian food, I'm yet to meet anyone Actually, no, I've met one person who's not crazy about Italian food, but by and large, I think everyone in pageant mm. land is in love with Italian food. Um, you mentioned poach eggs. So you you poach eggs yourself? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Can you tell me, as someone who wanted to learn how to poach eggs and went out and bought a dozen eggs trying to poach them and didn't make a single one successfully out of 12, <laughs> what, is, what is the secret to poaching eggs? an egg 
All right, so you've got to get the water like simmering, like not boiling, just little bubbles coming up, and then yeah. you stir it around um, with like a spoon or something, and add some white vinegar, just like a capful, I don't know, a teaspoonful, just a yeah. little bit of vinegar, and then yeah, when the water's spinning around, just gently crack an egg in there, and then I don't know, I wait till like my toast is cooked, and then I find the eggs cooked as well, and yeah, I don't know, it's not hard. Come on. <laughs> Oh, for me, I mean, how, how, why, why did mine not come together? Like mine just sort of went all over the place and didn't make that nice little egg package. It just sort of became like an egg spider. So what am I doing wrong? Did you put vinegar in it? Yeah. Yeah. The whole egg tasted like vinegar. I didn't stir it though. Yeah. If you stir it, it just, um, encourages it to stay in a nice little ballish shape. Okay. And you drop the egg on the side or you drop it right in the middle where the, where the whirlpool sort of is? Yeah, but like close to the water so it doesn't splash everywhere. Yeah, yeah, so not yeah. from above your head. And, no, yeah, okay. no, no. <laughs> I, might, I might give that another go because I do love poached eggs, but I still have PTSD from trying to make them. I, I crack so many eggs, I think I split the yolk of like two of the 12. It was just oh. awful. <laughs> Absolutely awful. I do like cooking, but poached eggs are the one thing that I I seem to not be able to make. I can make souffles, I can make everything else, but just oh, not really? poached eggs. Um, do you I make any desserts? A, uh, no, not particularly. I, I used to make oh, a lot okay. of cakes, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I'd rather just make a meal now. If I have dessert, it's usually just a cheeky bowl of ice cream or something like that, some chocolate. <laughs> it's very dangerous to be a good baker during lockdown. That's what mm. I found. That's from pe- women around the world, pageant girls around the world. Everyone seems to have taken up baking and it's not good for your waistline. Let's put it that way <laughs> when you're baking a, baking a cake every day. Um, yeah. Ella, just, just before we go to the final 10 questions, um, is there anyone that you would like to give a shout out to for supporting you along your journey, both uh, in life in general, but also pageantry? And I will say if you saw Emma's interview, she made an absolute hash of this section. So Emma, if you're watching this, I know to point point you out as an example. She referred to her her friends as fans. I don't know whether they've given her <laughs> for that. That's great. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anyone you that you want to give a shout a shout out? So oh, you can refer to them as your fans. They probably should be fans, but I probably call them friends. <laughs> anyone that you want to give a shout out to? Sponsors, friends, family, etc. Oh, definitely my family and friends just for always supporting me, um, listening to all my pageant stories and, um, you know, all my adventures and also, you know, for coming to my charity events and supporting the charity. Mm. Yeah, it's just really great to be surrounded by a whole group of friends and family that are just so lovely and supportive. So thank you so much. (laughs) Have you had any very sort of random adventures in pageant land like weird ones spontaneous ones embarrassing ones mm. I, I don't think so i'm just trying to think um nothing too nothing memorable so i think that's like nothing <laughs> bad that's memorable like it's all been great and memorable but you know nothing bad no falling on stage or anything thank god so <laughs> yeah. that's good touch wood i, I should mm. ask i mean you you've been in a few pageants now what what do you think you've gained personally from being involved with pageantry, like in terms of personal development or skills or things like that? Yeah, so 
definitely being able to connect with a broader range of people. So like through the charity work, um, yeah, connecting with, you know, a whole range of people, um, being able to, I guess, you know, put together an event because before pageants I had no idea how to plan an, like a proper event and, yeah, it's been really great. Pretty stressful. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just, yeah, the whole experience has been fantastic and really rewarding, um, yeah. Do you have any goals for yourself with um, Miss World Australia this year? I mean, obviously it's a very strange year with corona, but have you set yourself any particular goals with it? Yes. So obviously, um, besides, you know, the whole goal of getting right up there, hopefully making it to national finals and, you know, top five or something, that would be amazing. That would be absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, just to be able to continue what I'm doing, um, to be able to host another charity event, providing that all the corona pandemic stuff goes away. Um, yeah, to be able to just host a really good event. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully, when when Corona leaves, um, yeah. the sooner the sooner the better. Uh, anyway, let's Ella go to the final ten questions. Yeah. So, and it's not a speed round. You can take your time answering. For some reason, everyone thinks you need to answer as quickly as possible. <laughs> Question one: What is your favourite word? Mm. Sky. That's my dog's name. <laughs> That's fair enough. Question, is that Sky with an E or just Sky as an yes, S-K-Y? S-K-Y-E. That's a nice name. Uh, question two, what is your least favourite word? <sighs> Are you going to say moist? <laughs> no, I'm not because <laughs> so many people say moist. I can't really differently favourite word. Um, probably panties. I just don't like that I, word. It's just so immature. I, I have, I have heard, I have heard that one once before. Um, just mm -hmm. out of interest, how do you feel about the word moist? Oh, it's yeah. It's like I wouldn't bring it up <laughs> in a conversation. I wouldn't say it in a conversation. Um, maybe I'd use it as the last word possible to describe something that was moist. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you you used to you, you bake, right? And that's where that the M word comes into it the most. I think is when you describe a cake as moist. Can you think of another way of describing a cake that's moist without using the word moist? Because I couldn't. You can't describe it as wet or damp. Hydrated. <laughs> I think <laughs> lovely cake of mine that's well hydrated. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Emma literally can't say the word without cringing, like in I her know. skins. I think I think it's really really funny. Um, question three: In life, what gets you excited? What turns you on? Um, either my dog or a big bowl of pasta bolognese with cheese. I'm getting really hungry now. Yeah. Is there any secret to making a good bowl of spaghetti bolognese? Do you have any secret for the bolognese sauce? Or No, I'm, I'm terrible. Like I do use the jar sauce. I don't have anyone around me who actually makes it from scratch, unfortunately. Um, I should try one day. But, yeah, I just use the jar sauce, but then add heaps of stuff in and mushrooms also make it Oh, great. that's fine. 
That's fine. As long as you add something of your own, then you've made it yeah, from definitely. scratch. I said. Yeah. Uh, question four: What turns you off? Um, lying people that lie. Yeah, just straight out. No. Definitely get with that one. Okay. Question five: What sound or noise do you love? Um. When I used to live at my parents' place, they lived on a farm with lots of horses oh, wow. and, yeah, it was great. Uh, walking up to the stables and just my horse would always neigh at me when I'd walk up. It was fantastic, yeah. Oh, wow, you've got a horse. Yes, I do. I do. I've got a horse at my parents' place. Um, his name's Zane. He's an Arabian. He's, I've had him since I was 10, so, yeah. Oh, wow. Do you do any, like, show riding or things like that? Show jumping? Oh, I used to compete every single weekend. I was obsessed with it. I loved it. It was took up so much of my time. It was fantastic. And then, yeah, I guess with Year 12, I sort of slowed down on it. But I do love going back there and going for a ride on my horse and just being out on the farm. It's great. Yeah, I can imagine it must be pretty peaceful when you know what yeah. you're doing. I mean, I'm horrible at horse riding. Every time I go on a horse, it tries to knock me off. But oh. I imagine if, if you, well, it's, it's, you know, those trail horses that are all sort of trained to just follow one another and mm. they don't take any instructions. And the, the last time I was on one, it, it tried to walk under, it, it walked into a tree to try and knock me off. And I, I wasn't very happy with it. <laughs> um, question six, what sound or noise do you hate? Oh, this is easy. So when you have nails and they scratch on like coarse material, it just gives me goosebumps. It's disgusting. Everyone that knows me knows I hate this too. How often does it happen? Can you remember oh, the last like, time it could it be accidental. Like if you're in the car and a nail scratches in the car um, seatbelt, that's just disgusting. I can't stand it. It gives me goosebumps. Yeah. It's awful. The, the, the worst thing that the thing that gives me goosebumps is when someone gets you know when you've got a chip in your nail or something and it tags on something and then you you get stuck in something and then you rip your nail off or you rip your nail in half that just yeah that, yeah. Get, that gives me oh. goosebumps okay <laughs> we'll, we'll leave we'll leave mm. nails out of it Please. question seven if you could have any one superpower what would you pick and why i would pick seeing into the future is that a superpower? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, no one yeah. can do it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would pick being able to see into the future um, at the moment to be able to see what happens with the coronavirus pandemic, see when that's all over. And, yeah. you know, it'd be good to pick the lotto numbers and, you know. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, yeah, I can see that one. I mean, out of interest, where do you see yourself anywhere in particular in terms of like five years, 10 years? Do you set yourself goals that far ahead? So sometimes, somewhat, um, obviously at the moment, I'm just taking each day as it yeah, comes, of course. but yeah, in like five years time, I would love to be, you know, in a high power role at my job, um, at the science lab, that would be fantastic. And, you know, just living a great life, you know, making a difference to the world that we live in. Yeah. Sounds good. Question eight. What job or occupation, other than your own, would you most like to attempt? I think it would be fantastic to be a travel guide or um, air hostess, something that travels around a lot, um, you know, getting to see the globe. It would be fantastic. I do love travelling. I haven't done too much of it, but, yeah, a job like that would be lots of fun. 
How, uh, how many countries have you been to so far? I've only been to two. I've been to New Zealand and Thailand. That's fair. I mean, it's obviously we can't go traveling anywhere. <laughs> Literally, us Aussies can't go anywhere at the moment. I know. So, um, yeah, I think I'm with you. As, as soon as that's lifted, then I'll be looking for a chance to travel somewhere. Uh, question nine. What job or occupation would you definitely not like to attempt? Um, maybe this is a tough one. Well, it's not really that tough, but there's so many. <laughs> Probably <laughs> someone that is in pest control or pest extermination. That'd be pretty gross. Is that because you don't want to kill the pests or you don't want to see the dead pests or? Uh, like... They work in disgusting conditions, like down in sewages and stuff and like killing, mm. I don't know, cockroaches or something. That'd be disgusting. You're not a fan of cockroaches, I take it? No, no, bugs are definitely big no-no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anyone is a fan of cockroaches. I mean, there's probably, you take any, any animal or insect in the world, there's probably someone who likes it, but I find it mm. hard to imagine there's anyone who's a fan of, of cockroaches. Um, final question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? It's a really nice question. I it's not like, mine. I stole it. <laughs> I guess I would like to hear God say if I arrived at the pearly gates, um, you know, just thank you for making a difference to the world we live in. Um, you know, thank you for leaving it in a better state than you found it. Yeah, just thank you, I guess. <laughs> Sounds good. If God's yeah. thanking us for making a difference, and then we've done a good job. Uh, well, that's the final 10. Guys, if you have any more comments before I um, hang up with Ella, put them in the comments now. Alex Dwyer has said, go Ella, you're doing amazing. Oh, thank you, Alex. Uh, so what we'll do, if no one else has any final questions, um, Ella, I'll keep you on the line for just a sec whilst I hang up with the audience. But thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. It's been a pleasure. Always nice to interview Aussie girls. Um, and best of luck with Miss World whenever it happens. Hopefully it happens soon, but we just don't know at the moment. Um, and obviously stay safe down in definitely. Victoria. Our thoughts are definitely with you with the um, with the lockdown and everything else. So thanks. Um, thanks, Ella, for your time. Thanks, everyone, for watching, whether it's live or on the replay. And we will speak to you again very, very soon. What's up, guys? It's Adrian again. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember to head over to pageantlaunch.com. Join our launch team for our review site. It's super important to all of us to make sure that the industry is safe, transparent, and fair. So head over to pageantlaunch.com, write in your email address, and we'll speak to you next time.